This is Crescent Project Radio, bringing you powerful testimony, practical teaching, and exciting truth about God's miraculous movement in the Muslim world and how we as Christians can join Him in this kingdom work. Our goal is to see every Muslim have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and be connected to a true follower of Jesus. You can find us online at crescentproject.org. Have a comment or question? Email them to radio at crescentproject.org. We would love to hear from you and have a chance to respond on a future program. Hi, I'm Rashida, and you're listening to Crescent Project Radio, where we believe we have a hope worth sharing. This is part two of my interview with Pastor Adam, who is here to tell us the incredible story of what God did in and through his church after he met the imam of their local mosque. Adam, let's pick up where we left off. At the end of part one, you started to talk about some amazing things that happened as your church began to reach out to the Muslim community. Can you share more with us about that? You know, one of the things we started to do was we have different events that we already did as a church. And so we started to invite Muslims into these events. One of them is a huge outreach that we do in the summer to kids in our community where, you know, we have Mm. all kinds of crazy, messy games, fun teaching, you know, worship, singing, dancing. But then we share the gospel with all of these kids and give them a chance to respond. Right. Well, people were building connections with these Muslim families that had kids. They said, well, maybe your kids would like to come to this big kids event we do. And we told them what it was going to be about and how we teach the Bible. And, um, mm-hmm. and so these kids started to come. And it was, it was amazing because the first year, most of them didn't even speak English. So they didn't mm-hmm. really understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. But what, they, what was different was when they came, they realized they were loved. They realized they mattered. They right. realized here were Christians who cared mm-hmm. about them. And that spoke even though they couldn't understand a thing we were saying. And so they came back the next year. And they came back the next year. And we mm-hmm. saw God do work in these families where these kids, as now they started to understand English, were hearing the gospel, and then they would go home and talk with their Muslim parents about it. And then it would create other conversations. And it was amazing. Things we never anticipated beyond what we expected as we saw God do things. And it just came from inviting Muslims into some of the things we already did. I think one of my favorite stories was when our church decided to hold a Thanksgiving dinner for these Muslim families from the mosque to invite them to Mm -hmm. a meal where they didn't have to bring anything. We would just serve them. And a team of people came together to make it happen. We, We got them some training ahead of time on, hey, don't do this. You know, be careful about what you wear, women, regarding this. You know, here's who you should talk to. Don't, you know, just some customs things to be careful with. But people really got out of their comfort zone and showed up and just loved on these Muslims and served them and built connections with them. 
And it was so much fun to see how people's hearts changed and grew through that and the open doors that happened with the Muslim community through that. Just a simple, simple outreach. That's fantastic. One, one thing that happened as people got involved with one of the families, there was a, um, a son in one of the families and his birthday was coming up. So this group, kind of the life group and people that were involved reaching out to this Muslim family, they asked if they could throw a birthday party for this son. And the family had not really been planning to do much. um, Mm -hmm. But these people, these Christians came together through a birthday party um, for this for this kid. And he was amazed. He was overjoyed you know they brought him all these gifts and food and had a great time and uh and the parents were amazed as well that christians would love them would love their family like this and that young man was one of them who eventually came to christ as well through this outreach Hmm. praise god praise god so can you tell us more about the, the miracles that you saw, that your church saw as, as you extended the love of Christ to the Muslims in your community? Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of, the, one of the huge miracles was how God changed Christians' hearts. Um, Christians right. began to love Muslims and to care about them and love them tangibly. People made all kinds of sacrifices to serve them. And it didn't always go well, but <laughs> they persevered. And to me, that was, that was a huge miracle, people's hearts changing. We saw, obviously, we, we saw some Muslims come to Christ. And that's an awesome miracle of God. It's a miracle when anyone turns to Christ. I, I had the privilege of getting to know and build a build a connection with one of Matt and Jenny's friends they'd been reaching out to. And he had kind of combined b- beliefs as a Muslim and taken other beliefs from other worldviews and kind of mashed them all mm-hmm. together. And it was this whole, you know, just crazy melting pot of beliefs. And they really cared about this young man. So one time they were having him over. And they wanted me to get to know him and wanted to introduce me to him. But they knew if they said, hey, come meet our pastor, he would be freaked out. He wouldn't do it. So he was hanging out with them one day and they had arranged for me to stop by while he was there. And so I just stopped by and they said, oh, hey, this is our friend, Adam. And I got to meet him and it was a good first uh, connection. And then after I left, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, Adam is one of the pastors at our church. Hey, maybe you should come sometime. And so the walls started to come down. This this young man came to check out the church. And it was really cool over the course of a couple of years just to be able to get to know him more, to build a connection with him. I'd give him a ride to different places sometimes when he needed it. I might pick him up for church sometimes. I would text with him occasionally. And as Matt and Jenny loved on him and other people loved on him, and and just mm-hmm. loved him through all the struggles and the difficulties that that he faced in his life. Um, mm-hmm. He really began to see something different and started to seriously consider Jesus as the answer to the issues in his life. Mm-hmm. And 
a number of events unfolded of just God moving in power. And one of the highlights for me was getting to baptize him as he proclaimed his faith in Jesus and just saw God delivering him from from all sorts of struggles uh, that he had. That's amazing. We had one situation where a Muslim husband was was stuck overseas and suddenly became very ill, to, ill to the point where they couldn't move him. The doctors were saying he could not travel, he could not get on a plane, he was too sick. And this wife, of course, was very um, scared, and she reached yeah. out and shared this with some of the Christians who had become friends with her. And so the Christians said, well, can we pray for him in the name of Jesus? And she said, yes, please do. And mm-hmm. they said, well, can we ask our friends to pray for him in the name of Jesus? And she said, yes, please do. <laughs> and so they started praying for this man. They, they reached out to a whole prayer team that had been started, and they were praying for this, this Muslim man stuck overseas who was, who was very seriously ill. And the next day, we get this message from her. I mean, like, there was a time difference with him overseas. We get this message mm-hmm. from her that when he had woken up the next day, he was suddenly perfectly well to get on the plane. The doctors released him. He wow. was healed of this issue, and, and he was able to come home. And she was in fear that she would never see him again, that Mm -hmm. he was going to die overseas before he could get the care that he needed. But God intervened and touched him and healed him. And she knew it was the response of people praying in the name of Jesus. Yes, that's that's incredible. I love I love how God reaches down into individual people's lives to show them his power, his love, his goodness. On this journey, I'm sure that you also experienced some obstacles and opposition as you did this ministry in a community, in a, in a greater community that, that was still a place where there was tension between Muslims and Christians and a lot of different attitudes. Can you talk a little bit about that opposition and, and how God helped you to overcome that? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, originally there was some opposition internally in our church from people who had unbiblical mm-hmm. views towards Muslims. There was opposition, maybe not surprisingly, from other churches who were not gospel-focused churches. So there were some churches that were involved helping refugees as well, but they were really offended when they found out we were sharing the gospel with Muslims and telling them about Jesus. They thought that was wrong. How dare you try and do that? And so we had opposition from other churches that would try and block our connections, our contacts uh, with Muslims in the community or sabotage them. But God's bigger than all that, and you can't stop what God wants to do. We had opposition at times from the Muslim community as well, and that's pretty normal. It's interesting, eventually, the mosque started to shut the door on some of our outreach to families and closed it down. And there was one life group in particular that was right in the middle of helping a family and, you know, outfitting an apartment for them. They'd put all this work into it. And then the mosque just closed it down, said, no, you can't talk to these people anymore. Don't have anything to do with them and just Mm -hmm. shut it down. 
Yeah. And that was really hard on that group. It was really hard on those people. It was hard on Matt and Jenny. But it was interesting what happened because God helped them persevere and just maintain the the connection and the love and the open heart towards these Muslims. And over time, that started to lead to even better conversations with many Muslims because here, you know, they had rejected these Christians. They'd, they'd shut them out, but the Christians didn't reject them. The Christians kept loving them and kept the door open. And mm-hmm. after some of the anger there, the, the Muslims' anger kind of subsided, a lot of the relationships and the discussions went much deeper. You know, it's not nothing we would have thought would happen, right. um, but God actually used it to push some of these connections to a deeper place, push some of the spiritual discussions to a deeper place. And that anger that you were talking about from the Muslim community, what was it from? Was it fear? What specific things do you think caused them to change their tune? Yeah, it was, I think it was from fear and when they saw some Muslims starting to come to faith in Christ. Um, Right. And turn to trust Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's interesting. During that period of opposition, uh, the mosque was actually pressuring someone not to be hanging out with Christians anymore. And that, you Mm -hmm. know, telling them, hey, you have to do this to be Muslim. You can't talk with them. And, you know, the Christians were saying, hey, look, that's it's okay if you're angry with me. Um, We love you. We're not mad at you. But this person was really conflicted over this message she was getting from the mosque. Well, that night, Mm -hmm. she had a dream of Jesus. And Jesus appeared to her, and he told her not to do what they were saying, not to stop talking to the Christians. And you just never know what God's going to do when you're involved in this kind of work. So, Adam, are there any final words of encouragement, or any other lessons that you'd like to share with our listeners? When I think of what God was doing, I think maybe one of the most important things we did on our side was pray. Mm -hmm. And if someone is listening to this and maybe they have a burden on their heart to reach Muslims, or they have a burden on their heart for their church to begin an outreach to Muslims, the number one thing I would tell you to do is pray. Uh, Matt and Jenny raised up a team of folks. They met every month, had monthly prayer meetings, just specifically focused on these families and reaching out and ministry to Muslims. And that was so Mm -hmm. important. I think that was that was why we saw these things happening, these doors opening, God moving in in these powerful ways because there were people praying. Um, you know, if it, as I look back on the connections that I got to make with our imam and different things, one of the things I would do that I would change is I would be bolder. And I, I think I approached it from a standpoint sometimes of, you know, wanting to be respectful and not force my views on him and just listen to him. And I think that's really good. But I think I, sh- I should have and could have been bolder in pressing him on just spiritual discussions and what he believed and has he considered this about Jesus. There were more Mm -hmm. opportunities there that I missed. And I think Muslims 
are more interested in talking about their religion and about religious beliefs than, than most of us Christians are. We need to be bolder in talking about uh, the faith with them. You know, I think, I think one of the biggest things I, I got to do, and, you know, maybe, maybe if there's pastors who are listening, um, one of the things I would encourage you, a role that you could play, is you are the gatekeeper at your church, and you have the ability to shut down ministry to Muslims, and you have the, the ability to open up the door to how God might want to use your church. And it doesn't mean you have to do it. You have so many things on your plate right now, I'm sure. But you can be the one who opens the door, who says, yes, ministry to Muslims matters. It's important, and we support that here. It's part of the Great Commission. I would encourage you to be that gatekeeper who opens the door and releases your people into mission. And just see what God does. It's, it's so cool how God has grown our people. He's increased their faith. He's made them bolder in evangelism. He's increased their love for others. And all I did was I said yes to cooperating with ministry to Muslims and, and playing a small role at times. I think other pastors, you can do that. You can say yes mm-hmm. to promoting this ministry. And that's a, that's a great first step. Um, if you're a pastor listening and God's burdening your heart with this, another thing I would encourage you to do is be a part of the Every Imam initiative. Mm-hmm. Reach out. You, Crescent Project will train you. You can get information on how to connect with your local imam. And you don't have to go out and try and just win them to faith in Christ. But you can build a connection. You have an open door as a pastor and a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. That sometimes other people don't. And so you can reach out, fellow spiritual leader in the community, to another spiritual leader in the community, mm-hmm. and just begin a discussion, form a relationship. And you never know what God is going to do with that. Um, I, would, I would share for folks who are listening, who maybe, maybe you're not a pastor, maybe you're a leader in your church, or uh, maybe you're just involved in your church, but you have this burden to reach. Muslims, but you're kind of scared about, you know, how would my church even agree with this? Or, you know, what could we do in my church? I'm not sure my pastor Mm -hmm. would be on board. Uh, I would just encourage you, first of all, to pray. Pray for your pastor. Pray about ministry to Muslims and see what doors God might open. I would also encourage you, there's some things you can do, I think, to make your pastor more receptive to this. When Matt and Jenny came to me with this idea and this burden to reach Muslims, they had credibility with me because they were involved in our church. They served in our church. They were involved in our life group ministry. They believed in the mission and vision of my church. So I knew this wasn't just an agenda that they were trying to push. They were deeply committed believers in our church, and this was something on their heart. And I think if your pastor sees you're involved, you believe in the mission and vision of your church, they're going to be more open to hearing what you have to say about this or what God maybe has put on your heart for this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's also helpful for your pastor to know like, they don't have to do this. 
You know, I mean, your, your pastor has so many things on their plate, so many things they're trying to juggle, so many needs and burdens, and they probably feel overwhelmed. What they need is somebody to lead this ministry, somebody who is going to take the initiative to raise up folks and, and build a team and run with it under the authority of the local church. And mm-hmm. so be willing to be that leader. Be willing mm-hmm. to get the training and, and make it um, your job to, to build this team and run with it under the authority of your local pastor. And maybe part of the work is helping your pastor see how reaching Muslims fits right in with the mission and the vision God has given your church. Sometimes we might feel like this is a separate thing, but it's not. This is the Great Commission that we're all called to. We're all supposed to be a part of reaching those who are far from Christ, and it's the mission of every church. And I Mm -hmm. think when we realize that as pastors, boy, who, who of us as a pastor wouldn't get excited about having people in our church be passionate about reaching people for Jesus? That's why we're in this. That's what it's about. And I think right. when they understand that's what you're up to, I think they'll want to be a part of it too. Well, thank you so much for those words of wisdom coming from a pastoral perspective. It's really helpful to hear. So our our time is up, but this has been really great. And I've learned a lot from the story of what God did, has done, is continuing to do in your church. Pastor Adam, would you close us in a word of prayer? Thank you, Rashida. I would, I would love to. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, you are so good. God, we just worship you and we praise you for who you are and for what you're doing in this world. God, we're so grateful that you didn't leave us alone here in our mess, in our sin, in our brokenness. You have intervened. And God, you're still intervening. Lord, we thank you that you love the whole world all nations, all people groups, and you love Muslims. God, I pray that you would speak to each of us listening about what our role should be in the Great Commission. And if you, if you might be calling one of us to, to be involved in ministry to Muslims in our community, God, I pray that you would raise up workers for the harvest, people who are passionate about reaching Muslims, Lord, I pray that you would speak to pastors and show them their role and their place and how they can open the doors for this amazing ministry. God, uh, we get to plant the seeds, but you're the one who makes them grow. You're the one who does the work. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would move in the hearts of more and more Muslims to bring them to faith in you, that they could experience your forgiveness and your peace in the freedom of following you and knowing you personally. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful for what you're doing. We have this great privilege to know you. God, help us to pass it on and welcome others into your family too. And we pray this in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Crescent Project Radio. We believe we have a hope worth sharing. Learn more about Crescent Project online at crescentproject.org, where you can find all of our previous podcasts featuring testimonies from former Muslims, teaching and apologetics, interviews with ministry leaders, and book authors, 
along with commentary on current events and ministry news. Email us your comments or questions to radio at crescentproject.org. Stay connected by subscribing to our bi-monthly email, Call to Prayer, which is focused on prayer for the Muslim world. We hope you'll join us again next time on Crescent Project Radio.